Welcome to the e-commerce badassery podcast, the place for scrappy female entrepreneurs who want to learn actionable steps and strategies to grow the traffic, sales, and profit in your e-commerce business. I'm your host, Jessica Totillo Coster, a 20-year retail veteran who spent three years as the only employee of a seven-figure online store. That shit was crazy. I know exactly how it feels to do all the things, and I'm sharing everything I learned the hard way so you don't have to. I may have started this business by accident, but supporting badass bosses like you lights me the fuck up, and I am so stoked to see you grow. Are you ready, babe? Let's roll. Welcome back to the e-commerce badassery podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Jatillo Coster. In today's episode, we're talking all about getting reviews for your e-commerce website. I'm going to share some best practices, tools that you can use to do this really well, and I'm going to clear up some confusion I've heard when it comes to things like getting your reviews to show on Google. Speaking of reviews, if you haven't already, I'd love for you to take a minute to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Not only does it help others find us, but it's great insight for me so I can do more of whatever it is you love about the show. I'm going to assume you already know the importance of reviews and why you need them. And if you don't, consider that over 90% of online shoppers read reviews before making a buying decision. There are tons of statistics out there about the importance of reviews. I'm going to stick a link in the show notes that has a good roundup of them if you're still not convinced. When it comes to actually collecting reviews, there are a ton of options and apps you can use, but they're not all created equal. There's going to be a difference in the features and whether or not you can easily take advantage of those reviews in places like Google. If that's something you want to do, you probably want a Google-approved platform. And they're also going to have more functionality in terms of how you can display them what the customer can submit, like images. And some will also have a QA and a component that you can put on your product pages. You're going to want to think through what's going to be important to you and your business based on the product that you sell before you decide which platform to use. So I'm going to talk to you a little bit about how I would approach different product groups just so you can start to think what makes the most sense for you And then we'll go into some more specifics about collecting reviews and what to do with them. Before we get into that, I want to make sure you know there are actually two different types of reviews you can collect and they each serve a different purpose. The first one is the actual product review. That's what you're used to seeing on Amazon and it's probably the first thing you think about when it comes to e-commerce reviews. But there's a second type of review that's just a general site review, which talks about the experience of shopping with you. What was it like to be on your website? How was your shipping? How was the packaging? Things like that. In a lot of cases, especially as you grow, you're going to want both of these. But let's talk through some different business setups to see which would be a better fit for them. If you're a one product store or have just a few products, then product reviews are going to be the most valuable for you. 
On the other hand, if you have a wide assortment of products like a clothing boutique or something similar where you turn over your product quickly, you might want to focus on general site reviews instead. Site reviews would also be valuable if you have a wide assortment of product but a low volume of sales just because it's going to take you a long time to build up enough product reviews to make an impact. That doesn't mean you'll never go for product reviews, just that you'll want to start with site reviews. Lastly, if you do have a wide assortment of product, but they're mostly evergreen and stay around for a long time, and you just continue to replenish them without a ton of newness, then definitely focus on product reviews. Are you starting to see where you should focus for your business? Once you lock that down, you can start thinking about your overall review strategy. We're going to circle back to this, but let's talk more about the platforms you can use. I'm going to talk mostly about what I know works with Shopify. Some of these platforms are likely to work with other e-commerce platforms as well, so you'll just want to do a little research if you're not on Shopify. If you are and you're just getting started with your e-commerce store, You can start out with Shopify reviews. It's a free app. It's really easy to install. And most of the themes in the Shopify store already come with the necessary code and such installed. So you really just need to add the app and maybe configure a thing or two. It does have some limitations though. It doesn't actually have a way to request reviews through email, in which case you can't really incentivize the customer to leave a review. Even if you were to send it through your own email marketing platform, that platform won't know if the customer left the review or not. Overall, it's pretty basic and not my first choice, but totally workable. Another very popular one is called stamp.io. They have a lot of great features like letting the customer submit photos and share on social. And you can actually award them different discounts based on what actions the customer took. So maybe you give 5% for leaving a review 10% if they submit a photo, and 15% if they share on social. It also has all the features you need like review moderation, and it will send out review requests by email, and then the customer can actually leave the review right in the body of the email versus having to click back through to your website. The downside of Stamped is that at the time of this recording, it's not a Google-approved review platform. We're going to talk more about what that means in a minute. So if you're wondering about Google seller ratings and having your reviews show up on Google ads or in Google shopping, stay tuned because we're going to talk about that a little later in the episode. Some of the most popular and robust platforms are Yotpo, Reviews.io, and Trustpilot. These are all really great as your business is scaling. So if you're my six and seven figure entrepreneurs listening, you definitely want to look at using one of these. Maybe you started out on Shopify or Stamped and it might be time for you to upgrade, especially if you're now doing more Google shopping or Google search ads. And if you just want to make your life easier to get your reviews to show up in there, that's the way to go. There are definitely some workarounds for Stamped, for instance, but it's a little bit more complicated and you know I don't like complicated. When you're thinking about what features you want, let's talk about submitting photos, for instance. Think about whether or not it would really make sense for your business and if it matters. Are people going to be willing to share photos and do you want to see them? If you don't already know, I work in the adult space selling novelties and lingerie and things like that. 
So most people are going to be hesitant to submit photos. And if they're the type of person that's not hesitant, it's possible we're not going to want to publish those on our website because they're probably inappropriate. So while we do have this feature, we don't do anything to incentivize it because it's not really going to help our business overall. I also worked with a client who sells razors for women and her customers are hesitant to share photos and whether it's in a review or on social media, which makes perfect sense. I wouldn't really expect them to do that. So maybe it's a feature you don't need for your business. But if you sell clothing or accessories or kids clothes, then photos are going to be really valuable. I personally love when there are photo reviews for apparel and accessories like shoes. That helps me make a buying decision. So start with your product first and think about what makes sense for your business, what's going to help the customer to make their purchasing choice, and then decide what features you need. And just because you see it on someone else's website doesn't mean it's right for you. So here are a couple of other tips and tricks that I want to share with you in terms of how to go about getting the review incentivizing the customer to leave the review, and some best practices around this so you can collect more reviews. First thing is to think about the timing of when you're actually going to send the review. You want to make sure that the customer has received the item and has had an opportunity to use it or wear it, try it on, whatever that is, depending upon your product, before you ask them to review it. Because have you ever gotten a review request before you even received the item or had a chance to touch it, try it on, etc.? I get those all the time. And if I get it too soon, I'm not going to go back and leave the review. So make sure you're taking this into account. Think about how long does it take before you actually ship it out? How long is it going to take for the customer to receive it? And is it something they're going to use right away, like as soon as they open the box? Or do you need to give them a couple extra days? And then make sure you're monitoring the responses because you will receive reviews that say, oh, I haven't even received the product yet. So that's going to be really important information for you to know. And you may see other customer service issues that come up that you may not be aware of that just come through the review and they don't bother to email you about it. Additionally, and this is especially true in the beginning, while you're trying to ramp up getting more of those reviews is to incentivize them. You're asking the customer to do you a favor. So reward them for that. The easiest way to do this is, of course, just offering them a small discount toward their next purchase. And if you have a pretty robust system or you have a rewards program, you can also offer them rewards points instead of a discount. Having the rewards program is overall going to build loyalty and keep them coming back. So it's a great way to remind them and engage them with your rewards program. Depending upon what platforms you use, a lot of the review platforms are going to integrate with the reward platform to allow you to do this. So you'll just have to do a little bit of research to figure out what tech stack works for you. A platform like Stamped actually has their own reward platform and it works from the same app. So it's already integrated and you can reward reviews with rewards points. Yapo recently purchased the rewards platform Swell, so you should be able to reward them there as well. Like I said, there's a lot of options out there, so you will for sure find one that fits your needs. 
And remember, whatever you start with, it doesn't have to be forever. Migrating from one review platform to another isn't super hard as they all have a way to import existing reviews. Ultimately, start with your end goal and find the platform that fits with that. I like to brain dump all my needs onto a spreadsheet first anytime I'm looking for a new platform, whatever it's for, and compare the popular platforms for those specific features. And pro tip, if you're looking at some of the bigger platforms who have sales reps and people who make you get on a call and such, you can usually get them to actually fill out the sheet for you. They're going to be able to do it way faster. Otherwise, give it to a VA or someone else on your team to do the research. It's way below your pay grade as the CEO. Speaking of which... We have a freebie this week, and I put a list of all the different features you might want to consider for your best review platform. So don't worry about taking notes. You can get that at ecommercebadassery.com forward slash 16. And of course, the link will be in the show notes. All right. So the product review piece is pretty self-explanatory. But what if you figure out you want to focus on gathering site reviews instead? The easiest way to do this is to use a platform like Yotpo that actually lets you set a percentage of focus for each. So for instance, you can say, I want to send 50% site review requests and 50% product review requests, or you can set it to whatever percentage you want. Not all platforms are going to have this feature. So if site reviews are important for you or you expect to do Google search ads, you'll want to make sure the platform you're using has this functionality. The reason being is because it is site reviews that show up in Google search results and on your search ads. It's technically a separate review feed from your product reviews. You'll also want to check and see if the platform you're looking at has the ability to publish a product review as a site review instead. Like I mentioned earlier, often customers are going to talk more about their general experience of shopping with you than the product itself. So it's going to be more valuable as a site review. Okay, so let's get into the nitty gritty with Google because I know that there is a lot of confusion here. I'm going to talk through some of the most important information and check the show notes for links to additional documentation about this. I could go on for so long about this, so you're going to have to do a little bit of research on your own, but I've already gathered the resources for you. When it comes to Google, there are two different places that reviews show up, either on your products, in Google Shopping, or on your search ads. The reviews that show up on your products are your product reviews. That's simple enough. But the reviews that show up on search ads are called Google Seller Ratings. And just because you have site reviews doesn't mean they're actually going to show up. Google Seller Ratings are an automatic ad extension, which means Google is the one that decides if they're going to show it or not. And it's based on a number of different ranking factors. And additionally, you have to have a minimum of 150 reviews with an average rating of three and a half stars in the last 12 months to even be eligible. So when you're doing your own searches and you see those review stars showing up on your competitors and you feel like, oh my God, I need this, I need this, just understand that it takes a little bit of work to get it set up and they're not even guaranteed to show 
So I don't want you to stress about this. And when it comes to getting those Google seller ratings, there's two ways that you can do this. By using a Google-approved review platform like Yapo, Trustpilot, and Reviews.io, or to actually install Google customer reviews on your website. Why it has two different names, I don't know. So you have to install Google customer reviews in order to get Google seller ratings, which is what gets you the stars on your search ads. Once you install Google customer reviews on your website, Google will ask the customer if they want to opt in to leave feedback about your site after they make a purchase. So the customer is shopping on your website, they make a purchase. After that purchase is complete, they will see a screen from Google saying, would you like to leave feedback about your order, opt in, and if they do, Google will send them a request to review your site after the estimated delivery of their item. Do you follow me there? This would be in addition to any product reviews that you want to collect. So it's not going to replace that. Keep in mind that the only way to show these reviews on your site is with a little widget that will show up with your star rating that the user can click on and read the reviews. You're not going to be able to embed it anywhere. I believe a few years ago, they used to have some different ways that you could display these on your website, but they've removed that functionality. It's just like this little tab that shows up and it says Google reviews. On the flip side, when you're using a review platform like Yapo or Reviews.io, you're going to find a lot of different widget options that you can put in your footer. You can create a dedicated review page, which I recommend that you do. Yapo, for instance, even integrates with Klaviyo. So you can put a live feed of your reviews in your emails. And this is super valuable in abandonment emails. Even if you are on systems that don't integrate or you don't have a high enough level of Yapo to integrate it with Klaviyo, you can still put reviews in there. It just won't be a live feed. So Maybe add some of your most popular reviews either in text or if you create pretty images, if you want to really show like the name and the stars and then the review underneath that. So there's a few different ways you can do it. Okay, I know we just kind of ran through a lot and I'm sure your head is spinning and you're trying to figure out like what is the right thing for you. And what I would say is keep it simple when you're getting started. Reviews are super, super important. So you're better off just getting set up quickly and starting to gather reviews because you can always switch later. You can always be more sophisticated later, but it's better to have something, even if it's not exactly what you were hoping for, than nothing. And when it comes to the Google stuff, if you are not really doing search ads and you're not doing Google shopping, it's not going to be super important for you right now. And, you know, I'd love to kind of put like a revenue number on it to say, hey, when you hit this mark in your business, that's where you want to focus on this. But it doesn't really work like that because everybody's business is different. And at the same time, when it comes to those Google customer reviews, you know, it's going to take time to collect a lot of reviews anyway. So if it's something that you want to put up because you know you're not going to spend the money on a Google review platform because they are going to be a little bit more expensive because they're generally more robust. 
and you just want to start with Shopify product reviews, then maybe you do set up Google reviews and see what you can get out of it. There's really no right or wrong answer here. It's really about what's best for you and your business and your goals and where you're going. And like I said, there is a freebie this week to help you think through all of that and put some ideas in front of you so that you can really dig in and think about what makes sense for your business and what your next best steps are. But like I said, reviews are so important. I'd rather see you get it started now because I am honestly shocked at how many e-commerce stores, even very big ones doing a lot of revenue are not collecting reviews and you're really doing yourself and your potential customers a disservice. So before we go, I want to do a quick little recap because we did run through a lot. I'm going to break it down real simple in bullet points for you. There are two types of reviews, product and site reviews. If you want to have your site reviews show up in Google search ads, you'll need to be on a Google approved platform or use Google customer reviews. And even if you have that, they're not guaranteed to show up. Your product reviews are what will show up in Google shopping ads. And the easiest way to achieve this is also with a Google approved platform. When you're deciding whether you should focus on product or site reviews, take your product and business into account. If you're a one product store, have a small assortment or have a wide assortment of evergreen products, product reviews are going to be where you want to focus. If you have a wide assortment of products that turns over quickly or you have a very low volume of sales, go for site reviews. And remember, just because you start with one doesn't mean you can't expand to the next one later on. But the idea is to gather as much feedback as you can as quickly as possible. So which is going to help you do that more? As always, if you have more questions about this, come on over to the e-commerce badassery Facebook group and we can talk more about it and what makes the most sense for your particular business. Thank you so much for hanging out today. I will see you on the flip side, friends. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you like what you heard, I'd be so grateful if you'd leave a review on Apple Podcasts and don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And if you're looking to surround yourself with more product entrepreneurs who totally get your life right now, get your booty on over to the e-commerce badassery Facebook group. Can't wait to see you there. Until next time, e-commerce friends, stay badass.